This podcast is proudly supported by Baseballism, an all baseball related apparel and cloning company for baseball people. Check them out at baseballism.com. It's America's brand. Welcome to the ANA Sports Podcast, Sports Talk, with your hosts, Anthony Cortez and Alex Ashley. And Kevin! Oh, yeah, and Kevin Rowe. What's up, and welcome back to another edition of the ANA Sports Show. I am Anthony Cortez, joined alongside my good friend, Alex Ashley. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Kevin is taking Kevin is taking the week off. He uh, he wasn't happy with us. Wanted to just ponder whether or not he's still wants to be on the show. So he's taking or the week even off. Be friends with us, <laughs> or even be friends with us. Yeah, he's decided that we know nothing at all. That we're only just pretending. And he's like, I thought I was joining a real show. Right. So he's he going to contribute something to a legitimate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, he's taking the week off to ponder his thoughts, but. Um, Hopefully, we have back next week. Anyways, part one this week, uh, we're going to talk some uh, NBA first round, uh, what that's looking like. Uh, part two coming up uh, here later this week, we're going to do some some baseball, um, our favorite sport, or at least mine. Um, we're going to have a question of the week in there as far as uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. For any of the Rangers fans out there or any baseball fans in general, if you saw the storyline out there, Fernando Tatis Jr., Hitting a grand slam on a 3-0 count. Got a little, it got a little I think buzz. at this point, it'd be hard for people not to have heard it. Just with as many people who were either in support uh, or, in, I guess, in contrast of. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. But anyways, yeah, we're going to talk about that. And then coming up later in the week, part three, we're going to talk some college foosball. Um, we already discussed whether or not we, th- whether, you know, we think it should or should not happen. Um, but this week or yeah, this week we're going to really talk about what it, what it would look like if it did happen. So who's in, who's not in, would a legitimate national championship be a legitimate national championship and all that good stuff. But, uh, part one, let's get it going. Highlights. You got the highlights, sir? I do. All right. So let's start off with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, they have fired their coach, Brett Brown after their first round exit in this year's NBA playoffs. Uh, Coaching the team for the last seven years, Brown won 221 games while losing 344, making playoffs the last three years, including this one. Uh, But on the bright side, although Coach Brown did struggle a little bit uh, while in the NBA, granted, I mean, he did make it to two conference championship games. Um, He does have a winning record in the Australian Basketball League, the NBL, and he's even won a championship with North Melbourne. Um, so the coach, uh, who's also the coach of the Australian national team, I'm sure has uh, a bright future ahead of him. And in my opinion, it's not his fault. Uh, <laughs> what happened with that team? <clears throat> not. Secondly, um, you know, this is kind of some, some, some downer news, but coach Ron Rivera, the now the coach of the Washington football team announced to Adam Schefter that he has been diagnosed with lymph node, lymph node cancer. Uh, really? After a checkup, mm-hmm. uh, doctor said that it was found early enough um, that it is considered very treatable and curable. Uh, so we wish uh, the head coach all the best uh, on his in his uh, recovery process. Um, they are saying that Jack Del Rio may take a little bit more responsibility team or see some increase uh, in his responsibilities. On the flip side of the very same coin, Cal Ripken Jr. has announced that he is now cancer-free. Uh, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer in February, mm-hmm. uh, and in March he has, like I said, been uh, uh, cleared, um, so he is now cancer-free. So congratulations to Cal Ripken, and we very much hope the same for uh, Ron Rivera. <clears throat> 
Lastly, according to the NFL Network, uh, the NFL has conducted over 100,000 COVID-19 tests since the beginning of training camp uh, with a positivity rate of less than 1%. Uh, there were 77 false positive tests. All were traced to a very particular lab in New Jersey. Uh, all of those tests have been concluded as, as negative, um, so they are continuing. But this is an overwhelming success for the league. Uh, and hopefully this is a sign of things to come, um, and hopefully we can have uh, football this year. Granted, likely without fans for the safety of everybody, uh, but again, 100,000 tests, less than 1%, that is definitely uh, good news for the league. And those yeah. are the AA highlights. Thanks, Alex. All right, NBA first-round review, uh, depending on how you look at the bracket or not, but uh, pl- the playoffs have been going on for about a week now, right? A little longer? Just about. Um, uh, we can kind of run through the bracket as far as uh, whether or not how – or however you look at it. But at the top, uh, the Lakers in Portland are playing right now. Uh, last I saw, the Portland Portland was down early. Um, but the, Lake, the Lakers have a 2-1 to one lead on that series. Uh, the Blazers came out one game one, kind of, kind of surprised everybody. Um, might have been a little overreaction from the media as well, asking if the Lakers were in trouble. Um, Dame Dame Lillard dislocated his finger in Game Two, came back and fin- or came back and uh, fin- or he did not finish that game. Sorry, um, but he did play Game Three. It just it just wasn't enough. He scored thirty four, but it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are playing tonight, and its score is currently thirty to twelve at La- Lakers. We're recording this on a Monday night as usual. It's the twenty fourth of August. Um, so yeah, any thoughts on the Lakers? That 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 series right now, two two to one. If uh, if the Lakers win this, make it three to one tonight. You think it's pretty much over? Or do you still do you still think it goes six or seven? Well, the thing about the Blazers is it's hard to count them out right now. Uh, you did mention that Lillard did um, sprain his finger, so of course that's going to be detrimental to the team. Um, you know, I, the Blazers have to be exhausted by this point. They've played basically you know three weeks of playoff basketball, where the Lakers have played you know, three games of playoff basketball. Um, So should the the Lakers pull away from this series? Number one, is it expected? Number two, you know, I I think maybe expected to some degree is an understatement. However, I will not say that the idea that the Lakers are in trouble after losing game one is still out of the window because I think what's happening is you'll see right now that there are some holes in the Lakers – and I think that Portland can and has been kind of showing that a little bit. Um, now the Lakers have kind of countered some of those narratives. Anthony Davis has done well in the fourth quarter of the last game. You know, he really stepped up. Uh, James is playing very well also. Uh, but the thing is, is that there's this whole debate. Does James need to um, take over games or does he need to facilitate a game? Uh, with the idea being that if he facilitates games, he gets other guys on hot streaks, they get other guys in rhythm, and rhythm. their shooting will be in rhythm, rebounding, team chemistry, all that good stuff. On the flip side, does he just need to dominate? Does he need to do that playoff beast mode, whatever it is that he does, and win the game? Um, I think you're seeing a little more of column B in that case, a little more of him just dominating games. Uh, but then you'll see that there are still some struggles from the team. Anthony Davis and LeBron James, you know, they need that third shooter right now. And sometimes it's Codwell Pope. Sometimes it's Caruso. Sometimes it's Danny Green. But the problem is, is you can't really count on any one of them right now. Yeah. Uh, so with a team who can shoot lights, you know, can jump out of the gym, who can get the rebounds on you know both sides of the floor, and more importantly, can stay consistent on the defense, I think you're going to see a team that 
that will do well against the Lakers. Um, so I, I think it was a little bit of a mismatch. I still really, the bottom of my heart, want Portland to win. Um, and hopefully they can pull it off because, man, I would <laughs> I would love to see that. Uh, Dame, Dame deserves that. The city deserves it at this point. Um, yeah. But regardless, you know, I, I think a lot of the storylines in this will carry over to, to the next series as well. Yeah, I was actually talking to Isaiah about it. Uh, he was texting me about game one and saying that he thinks as well, uh, AD needs to do more. Anthony Davis needs to do more. Um, LeBron can't do it all by himself. Then simple. I, I kind of do still think this series goes seven, at least six. Cause there's no fight in, or there's no quit in Dame. Um, Obviously, they're going to have to climb out a huge out of a huge hole tonight. Already down twenty, um, but part of me still thinks that this still goes seven. I really do. Uh, I mean, anything can happen in this league. We've we've seen it many nights. Um, so uh, we saw it last night with with the, the with the Mavs. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah, so, uh, part of me still think, and I, I as well, I, I as well, I'm pulling for the pulling for the Blazers in this one, mostly because of Dan. Mostly, I mean, just because, like you said, it. I mean, he's one guy in the league that deserved it. Um, you know, that city's gone through a lot, and him sticking and being loyal to that city—that fucking that says something. So, mm-hmm. you know, for for him to uh, carry that team, if or if he were to do it and carry that team past the series, and maybe even make a maybe even make a deeper run in win a championship that'd be something so mm-hmm. um yeah part of me i mean not part of me i am pulling for the for the for the blazers in this series will it be expected though if the lakers win of course you know like you said um but i still think it goes seven uh, i really I mean, do the blazers still a success i mean if you look at where they were to where they are now at the start of the yeah you start i mean like they weren't in they weren't in the playoff bit. picture no they weren't they in were the a few games back from a playoff you know what i mean it, yeah so they battled. They did what they need to do. They won the playing game, all that good stuff. So it's impressive what they've done. Yeah, it really is. Um, so we'll see how that play. We'll see. We'll see how that series plays out. Um, like I said, the Blazers are down by twenty already tonight. Um, but you never know. Rockets and uh, Rockets and OKC are tied two to two after tonight. Uh, the Thunder won today. It was today, right? Yes. Yeah, it was today. 117 yeah. to 114. 117-114. James Harden was not happy, was not a happy camper as he uh dismissed of a sanitizing station in the backstage area. Or not backstage, but in the locker room area. Um did you see that video? <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, at one point they were up by, you know, 10, 12, 13. I'm talking late in the game, late in the third quarter. Uh so it's you know <laughs> it's not surprising he's a little upset. Yeah, I saw a lot. Of, I, I didn't see the game, but I saw a lot of Twitter content uh, saying. I mean, essentially, it's the Rockets. You live and die by the three. Tonight they died by the three. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah, and that's kind of thing. I mean, if you look at um kind of the shooting as a whole, right? You look at the Rockets uh, from the three point line. They were thirty nine uh, percent. From inside, just regular field goals, they were 45%. Uh, but OKC was 48 and 34, but they made points when it counted. Schroeder really came up at 30 points this game. And that's kind of the same thing that you can say uh, about the last game, um, that Oklahoma City one, which was the, the, the game right before they're on a two-game 
uh, win streak right now. If you look at those stats, they look very similar. They just hit shots kind of when it matters. Or I guess right. they technically all matter, but when it mattered, I guess, most, you could say. Yeah. Um, did I see this right, that the, the Rockets made like 12 more threes than OKC did tonight, and they still lost? Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it. I didn't look. Um, I can. Let me see here. I, no, I don't want you to. No, don't. That's okay. Right. But still, that's a crazy stat if it's true. <laughs> I, I wouldn't because that's all they do. That's what they do. They shoot that's, threes. They spread the floor and shoot threes. You know what I mean? They get the extra. Yeah. So I'm not surprised um, to see that at all. Because uh, like I said, going back to the last game, Rockets were 30% from beyond the arc, 41 inside, uh, whereas um, OKC was 44 from inside, 34 from outside. So again, comparable, but hitting shots when it counts, you know? Right, right. Uh, and I think they found a groove on kind of how to score against the Rockets. Because if you look at the first two games, they were held under 100 uh, once and then, you know, 108 that next time. Uh, but then you have a, you know, 119, 117 appearance. So I'm kind of curious to see how these next couple games play out. But I, I told you guys, I told you guys. You, do, you did say. You did now, say. Yes. You can look like I'm way wrong on the Portland and uh, Laker one. But this one I had a good feeling about. So does, you know, a good portion of the um, the country right now. And then probably the world right now, you know. Fair. If we pride ourselves on accuracy, I'm 50% on my, uh, on my hot yeah. take. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess is kind of good. 50% on your hot takes. That's not terrible. That's not terrible. Could be worse. You know? Could be it worse. Could be. Yeah. Um, you, still, you still see OKC winning this series? I do. Yeah, I do. I think that they're going to hit a roll. I think that, uh, like I said, they're, they're, they're understanding how to contain but not stop, obviously, because it's hard to. The, 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 the Rockets, high-powered offense, uh, and then as well, they are uh, figuring out ways to score against their defense as well. Because, I mean, the Rockets' defense is not known for being <laughs> good. Um, so I think that this isn't super uncommon. They played really good defense for the first couple games, but that was going to kind of you know pull back a little bit in this later games of the series. Yeah, uh, Russ is out with uh, some kind of injury, right? Something, something to his quad. Did I see that? Uh, he was injured. I don't know if he's back yet. Um, it might be one of those things where they're they're kind of holding him because why would you risk um, any more yeah. of that injury? But yeah, it doesn't look like he played tonight. Um, if he if he plays this series, if he comes back next game, it obviously changes. But do you think? You still think OKC takes it, or? I do, I do. Um, because, I mean, the thing about Russ is that he, he does change the dynamic of the game. One of the things that Russ is best at is driving to the hole, being able to dish out. You have to respect the drive to, to the rim, right? So the problem is that you have to leave these guys open on the wing. They can pass out, yada, yada, right? But the thing about it is they're going to do that kind of anyway. They're going to have guys yeah. who are going to do that Anyway, no, granted, Russ is going to be, you know, a, a better candidate and or a better, you know, a player than whomever they're going to put out there in almost all respects, I'd imagine. He's arguably one of the most athletic, one of the quickest, one of the most dynamic. Um, but, again, if you stop one, you stop the other. Russ can't shoot threes. That's not his strong suit. He's going to take it in. So you kind of eliminate the ability to shoot a three if you get a guy out there like that. 
So, it, you know, I, I don't think it changes too much. I think games maybe get closer, but I don't think it changes too much. Right. I can't remember if I called the Rockets or the OKC in this series, but I, I think OKC pulls it out. If, you, if you're scaring the Rockets, I think, I, think, uh, I think if you smell blood, you can get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah and Denver. Utah is leading Denver 3-1, to one, which is, I think, a kind of I, – I literally wrote down this is a surprise for me, which I think everybody is surprised at this, at this moment. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think – I think only people who aren't surprised are the people who are currently in <laughs> uh, Utah, Utah right now. Because, right. um, I mean, they have played out of, out of their mind. Donovan Mitchell is now the third player to have 50-point uh, – multiple 50-point games in the playoffs. I think the last two were like MJ and then like AI. Um, you know, he scored – I mean, Jamal Murray scored 50 for the Nuggets, but that still wasn't enough. It was a 129-127 game. Um, but the thing about it is the uh, the Nuggets are getting bodied right now. I mean, they don't look good. They're scoring a lot, but they don't look like the same team that they were, you know, first half of the season. They don't look like the same team, you know, kind of did they did during the the, the, the group play. Um, you Even know, last it, year, yeah. Even in all year. actuality, I mean, shit, it <laughs> it very well could be, you know. A sweep already by this point. I mean, the the Nuggets beat the Jazz in overtime by ten in their first game, but since then, I mean, it's been all Jazz. One twenty four, one hundred five, one twenty four, eighty seven, one twenty four, one twenty seven. I'm just not sure. I see a way that these guys climb back out of this hole. Now, if anybody could do it, it's probably the Nuggets. They have the shooters, they have the defense, they have the big guy, they have all the pieces. But like, goddamn, guys. <laughs> They just don't look dominant right now. The Jazz right. look bad. And I don't know if that's the Jazz playing out of their mind or the Nuggets playing terribly, but. I think it might be a little bit of both. but Very well, maybe. Yeah, I think that series is over. Um, Clippers and Mavs tied at, or tied at, or sorry, at tied at 2 o'clock, or not 2 o'clock, <laughs> tied at 2 games. Uh, Donkic gets injured game 3. With a with a sprained ankle, I believe is what it was. Um, tried to come back in, wasn't happening. He was obviously frustrated. I saw I saw some highlights, um, but back in game four with the with a career game, something like did I see fifty something points in the end of the game winner? He had a triple double with like forty three points, and he did have the game winning shot. Yes, in overtime, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, this series is is uh, this is. This is this one is a surprise for me. I kind of thought the Clippers would uh, look a little would look a little bit more dominant, but um, Mavs are fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So I remember when we were talking about this one. I had the Clippers winning this uh, in six. Yeah, I had the Clippers winning this in six. I did say that the Mavs would win two because of their offense alone, uh, and I think that will still be the case. Um, the biggest issue right now is that Paul George, uh, seems to be almost non-existent in his last game. He had nine points, eight rebounds and, and three assists. Now that does not seem like, you know, <laughs> what would qualify for a dynamic duo between him and Kawhi that we've seen all season. Kawhi is stepping it up. I mean, like I said, in the last game, he had 32 points, nine rebounds, four assists. Um, but the thing about it is that. It's it's kind of interesting. I'm not even sure if the the if if all things had gone <clears throat> well, 
if Luca hadn't been injured, if uh, Porzingis hadn't gone out, it very well could have been four zip Mavericks by this point. Um, luckily for the basketball fan, it isn't because we get to see Luca more in the playoffs. Who's all but averaging a triple double in the playoffs and his very first playoffs at the age of like 21, by the way, might I add, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Um, but again, Porzingis as well. I mean, you look at how well he's been playing in this and it's, it's impressive. Um, the, the, the key right now will be the Clippers defense in the final five to seven minutes of each game. And can Paul George come back and actually contribute uh, to the game? Uh, Cause right now he's just, he's not, like I said, nine, uh, nine points that first game. He had 11 points the game before that. Um, and that was in a, 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 a Clippers win the game before that he had, uh, what is it? 14 points, 14 and 10. So he had a triple double. Uh, that was a Mavericks win. But I mean, if you, if you, like I said, if you, you know, you kind of get where I'm going with this, he's not contributing at that high level that they need him to. They're not contributing at uh, a championship uh, level in the first game. He did have 27 points, which is amazing. But since then, like I said, 27 to, to nine. So, yeah, I think I called, I think I called the Clippers in five. Um, I might have given the Mavs two games, but um, yeah, you kind of said it all. I I still think the Clippers pull this series out, probably in six, maybe in seven, maybe. Um, either way, it's a great series. Um, think the fans are getting their money's worth, obviously. So, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I still like the Clippers. It's just too much firepower. At the end of the day, I think Kawhi. Whether we like him or not at this point, I mean, he's one of the, you know, he's top three player in the league. Um, so, you know, as long as Paul George just shows up a little bit, comes out and says hi every once in a while, I think that'll be okay. <laughs> he even um, shows up to the arena. Be yeah. Right. Yeah. I think they'll be okay. The Bucks uh, are leading the Magic right now, three to one. Um, are they playing tonight? They're playing tonight, right? Are they, they did, playing tonight? They played today. Um, that 121 Exactly. Yeah, one one twenty one one oh six. Um Magic though, they came out and won game one. It's been all bucks so it's been all bucks since then, but um yeah, they weren't quite the sweep that we thought they were gonna be. Yeah, no, it's it was a miracle start for the Magic in Orlando. <laughs> uh and so I was hoping that they could keep that magic up, but unfortunately they uh I guess they used it all in game one. <laughs> uh so, yeah, the Bucks took a 3-1 lead today when they won 121-106. Uh, right now, you know, Giannis, the, the Greek freak, is averaging 35-12-6. Um, but it was interesting because there's a lot of people, you know, NBA analysts who are saying that Giannis is not the kind of guy that you want if you're trailing. Or let me rephrase that. The Bucks are not a team to do well when they are trailing and trailing. And one of the reasons is Giannis, because the problem is, is that Giannis is a big physical guy. He's not a three-point shooter. The team can't just put up points like that. If you have a lead, probably by half, Giannis is exactly the guy you want. Physical, imposing, lots of points in the paint, hard to stop him. But today he kind of proved that that's not necessarily the case. Now, granted, they're going against the Magic, and so they very well may 
that there will still may be the case. You know, I'm not denying that. Um, you're going against a team that is just not as strong as you are in a lot of different areas from coaching, from organization to, to players. You know what I mean? Uh, Magic also have a lot of guys who are injured and the Bucks don't. But the question is, is moving forward, can Giannis be the superstar that that team needs when they're losing? If they're winning, he's fine. But if he's losing, what will the storyline be? So that's something to watch moving forward from, from the Bucks team. Do you think this series is over? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, magic pretty much used up all their magic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're very You're welcome. Uh, Miami's dom- Miami dominates the Pacers. Is that series over? That series is over, right? Uh, yes. Over? So Miami won today, ninety-nine to eighty-seven, uh, and they swept. They swept the Pacers. As a matter of fact, um, wow. You know, and the Heat were shooting threes like fucking crazy. Um, you know, for the first three games, they were averaging forty-three percent from the beyond the arc. This one. Um, they were looking at 26 from beyond the arc, but 44 inside. But their defense was the thing that stepped up for them today, um, holding the Pacers to only 87. Uh, Butler had, you know, six points, but Dragic had 23. Chowder had 10. Um, they had another 14. You had Hero off the bench that had 16, another 10 from Olnick. Um, so the the, the storyline for the Heat is, A, Jimmy Butler and their defense has – played I think I don't want to say aspect to I, I think they've been playing a little bit better than some people expected but the shooting has been right where they thought and it proved to be just way too much for the Pacers right now yeah haven't I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of that series much of it at all really but uh Miami Miami being the only team to sweep in the in the first round pretty impressive especially when you look at the It was the other team. Sorry. Celtics swept the 76ers oh. and Raptors swept the Nets. Oh, that's right. I was that's like, right. most, most right. Eastern conferences were actually podcast. sweeps. Huh? You said what? Yeah. Sorry, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be an all-sports podcast and that's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least half of us. <laughs> at least half of us is. At least you know? half of us. We got it. You know, it took a minute, but we got there, you know. Yeah, we, um, we got there. But in my opinion, though, that's one of the more impressive sweeps, you know. Um, yeah. Because the Pacers aren't a bad team. The, you know, the Pacers gave LeBron James, when they had the whole big uh, big three thing in Miami, they gave them fits. Now, granted, that was a while back, but still, the Pacers haven't been a bad team in quite a while. Um, but the no, Heat haven't. just showed that their shooting was going to be much too much for the Pacers, and they outpaced the Pacers. <laughs> Um, you are on a roll right now, man. I'm fucking killing this. <laughs> uh, you think I prepared for this? Um, Seriously? But yeah, the heat are heating up, and they're going to go on to the second. <laughs> they're going to go on to the second <laughs> second round with a four zero. They're going to get a little bit of a rest time, much as a lot of these these East players are. Um, but there's a couple other series that I want to get to after this. But yeah, the Heat, you know. They were impressive with how well they were shooting the ball, especially from three. Jimmy Butler hit threes on an important time to seal a game. Um, and he's not like a three-point shooter by trade. So, I mean, everybody on this team is, you know, if the, the phrase put up or shut up, you know, everybody's putting up 
right now. So, right. Well, let's get to those other series. Uh, I mean, Boston sweeps the Sixers. We already talked to Brett Brown. Brett Brown was fired after seven seasons. He put out a statement. Um, we're not going to read. We'll, we we don't have to read the statement, but. I literally wrote good luck with that to to uh, the Sixers because, as you said, it's, it wasn't his fault that, you know, that organization needs to take a look in the mirror and um, kind of go from there. But Boston was impressive as well. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, like, like you said, we were talking about it, you know, pregame. It's not his fault. He's not the one who decided to trade away all their shooters in a shooter's league. He wasn't the one, you know, who moved up to draft Markel Fultz, which has proven to be a fucking terrible investment. Like, he's not the one who's doing these things. He's doing the best he can with what he has, and one of their superstars is injured in Ben Simmons. That's not his fault, you know? So, granted, he didn't have the best winning percentage, but that's playoff three years in a row, playoffs during a pandemic, doing the best he can with what he had. You know, I think that he's got Embiid to improve to some degree. Um, but you know, so <laughs> when I was writing my notes for this, all I said was, yikes, uh, the series was so bad that the 76ers decided to fire their coach. Um, you know, uh, even Embiid is, is kind of questioning whether he wants to be there or not. Um, but more importantly, I think this series isn't quite so much about, uh, the 76ers and their coach and all their kind of good stuff um, more than it is about how Boston looked from start to finish in this. So a couple right. of things to notice is that, you know, some of the big stars for Boston were, were really shining. Uh, Tatum averaged 32 points a game and nine rebounds. Brown averaged 21 points and five rebounds. Kimball Walker, you know, scored, I think it was like 50-something in his last two games, overall averaging 24 points, three assists. He's looking like his old all-star self. The Brown, or excuse me, the Brown, <laughs> I was thinking of Brown. Uh, the Celtics look like they're hitting a hot streak right as they need to. You know, Boston looks like they are kind of coming into their own. Brad Stevens has these guys' minds right. They know what they need to do. They're young. They're really, really talented. They have a lot to offer each player has a lot to offer across the board. Um, my biggest like oh, spaghettio kind of a situation is that yes, they swept the 76ers. We all know the 76ers don't have great shooting, superstars were injured, but Joel Embiid averaged 30 points and 12 rebounds a game. So, what that would tell me is that they're having issues down in the paint. Now, Joel Embiid is a great player, don't get me wrong, but he is not you know <clears throat> the most dominating guy. He's not a Giannis. He's not a Siakam to some degree. Now, they're all great in their own respects. I'm not saying that any one is better than the other, but if you look at other teams who have shooters and big men, Boston might have a little more of a problem. Because right now, they were able to let Embiid go fucking crazy and not worry about it because who else was going to shoot for the 76ers? They don't have anybody. Yeah. They don't have yeah. a runner. They don't have these guys. So my, my like, uh, fucking no, is if the Celtics go up against a Raptors, which they will, who have Van Fleet, who can shoot threes like crazy. They also have Siakam. They also have Kyle Lowry. Can they stop the, you know, the Cerberus that is that three? Can they stop a big guy, a three-point shooter, and a guard like that? You know what I mean? That's my question. Right. So, yeah, Celtics looked great in this series. 
But my question is, how will they do next time? Right. They would play the. I can I can get it pulled up real quick, but they, they should play the play... Raptors, and then the Bucks should end up playing the Heat. From what I understand, I could be wrong. I don't know. Let me. I can pull it up real quick here. Yeah, the Raptors would play the Celtics, or the Raptors will be playing the Celtics. So yeah, exactly. And the Heat will play the Bucks. They will play the Bucks. Yeah. So that's where. Yeah. So you kind of see now where I'm. You know what I mean? I'm worried now. So I, I likely what we're going to end up seeing is a Bucks. Um, yeah, I got you. Um, I still think that's great. That's a good series, though. That'll be a good series to watch. Sure. I mean, t- Toronto will probably take it in. Probably. Sp- Whoa, had a video play in my ear. Sorry about that. <laughs> Could you hear that? No. No? Oh, okay. So you're um, crazy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> ESPN. Um, but yeah, we can move on here. Uh, Raptors also swept the Nets, made it look relatively pretty easy. So, I mean, they look, you just said it all. They look strong. I mean, how will the Celtics match up against the Raptors? You just said it all. So. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some interesting stuff about any, the Raptors. Any comments on that? So Toronto averaged almost 130 points per game in this series, and that's incredible. And the thing that kind of blew my mind about this was at no point was this series, in my opinion, ever in question from start to finish. In two games in this series, the Raptors never trailed the Nets. In two games, they literally were never behind the Nets. Of 192 minutes, the Raptors were in the lead at least 149 of those minutes. That's 78%. Of the entire series, the Raptors led. Uh, Van Fleet averaged about 21 points in the series. Uh, The Raptors bench went crazy um, in this last game where they scored two-thirds of the total 150. Um, So from top to bottom, the Raptors look just stacked at this point. I mean, I I have a hard – as well as the Clippers played, I feel like Toronto right now is too well-coached, too dynamic to lose to Boston right now, who don't get me wrong, is an incredibly talented team, but the Raptors have that experience. They know what they need to do. They have the big guy in the paint. They have the shooters. This is going to be a great series, probably a championship worthy series. In my opinion, if we didn't have East versus West, um, this very well would be one of the best series, uh, to have if, if you could pick, you know, hand pick a, a, a championship series. Right. Two very well coached teams. Like you said, Raptors, uh, Nick nurse, just one coach of the year and Boston is coached by um, Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Arguably two of the best coach coaches still in the, or in the bubble right now. Um, and young coaches too. They're young guys they and, and young coaches too. Yeah. They, they got a wild left. So, It'll be good. That'll be a good second round matchup. Um, any other thoughts? Any closing thoughts on the NBA first round? No, I'm just kind of excited to see how the West ends up wrapping up. Um, you know, I think if you look at a lot of the uh, the Western games right now, the thing about it is, I mean, 
we knew in the East there were going to be lots of sweeps, first-round guys just kind of dominating. The second round was really the round that we wanted to get in to see kind of what the East have. The West is deeper. They have better teams. So, of course, this first round is going to be pivotal just as every round is going to be. Um, it's not quite as easy uh, in the West as this is the East. But I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens with the Mavs and uh, the, 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 the Clippers, excuse me, um, really, every one of those. I mean, these two two series games, even the three ones, they don't feel like they're out of reach for anybody. Um, and the longer the West plays, the more rest the East is going to have. You know, so they can come into these games late. I wonder if how how right. much of that will be a bonus for them later uh, towards the NBA championship. When you know, I swept my first round, I won the next one in five. You know, and now I'm at the championship. I'm waiting for these guys to hurry up. You know. So it'll be interesting. Right. You know what I was, yeah. Um, you know what I thought was kind of interesting as well, thinking about it at work the other night um, while talking to a coworker. These playoffs are, and we've talked about it in the, we've talked about it because, you know, we, it's, it's under different circumstances, but seating somewhat doesn't matter. Somewhat does matter, but somewhat also doesn't matter because, the factors are completely different. You know, these guys are taking the, nobody's traveling. Nobody's getting on a plane to go to another city. Everybody has a day in between. Everybody has a day off. You're playing the next day then, and then, or a day off, and then you're playing the day after. But that's just kind of an interesting thing that I, that I think about is everybody's kind of on the same playing field as I, I think Kev, Kev said it, or you Kev, or you said it. Um, but everybody's on the same playing field. I mean, injuries injuries will happen and other things will happen regardless or whatever if anybody leaves the bubble. But, you know, and they, they're setting up home courts or whatever to, you know, to where the team as the home are playing someone on their on their court. But everybody's on the same playing field. There's, you know, that that, that Portland and Laker matchup. I mean, you you said it the best in our, in our group text that Portland's not your average eighth seed. I mean, nobody – I mean, like that – and in that kind of way, it seeding somewhat doesn't matter because it's just two teams playing against each other, and that's just how the seeding worked out. So, I think that's that's pretty interesting. This this for this uh, for this year's playoffs, the twenty twenty playoffs, is the bubble that we're having to the bubble that they're having to play in. But yeah, just thought it was interesting. I was thinking about it the other night. I was like, you know, this this is this isn't normal, but you know, this is it's so fun to watch. So. I think seeding matters a little bit, but not nearly as much. Because, I mean, if the Magic were able to play anybody else, maybe they do better. If the Nets were able yeah. to play anybody else, obviously, maybe they do better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the Blazers... Had obviously, it matters in that games. way. You know, Well, Blazers had to play how many games to even get into the playoffs, and then they have to play the well-rested Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron and AD because of all the work they did before him but the big one for me at least that you said was the lack of travel it's got to be really nice for these guys not to have to hop on a plane fly back catch some sleep on the plane get to the house catch an hour or two say hi to the family maybe grab some meat and then head back to the gym you know so i I do agree with that 100 percent the the it's more about hustle and determination right now than it is about momentum to some degree you know, and I think that's why the Suns were able to go eight and zero. Yeah, 
That's, that's still crazy to me. A team went 8-0 and still couldn't make the playoffs. Right. That's, that's crazy. But they were even – they had a chance. That's the thing. They went from yeah. not making the playoffs to like, maybe, you know. Maybe. You get a loss yeah. here and there, somebody else loses and sure. Yep. All right, we want to do our favorite things and get out of here this week? Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> my favorite thing uh, was the fact that and, – and I said it in the um, – uh, in the in the <clears throat> highlights, but you know, NFL hundred thousand tests, uh, less than one percent positive. That bodes very well for the the likelihood that we very well may have football. Um, that guys can control themselves, do what they need to do, and the NFL can keep them safe enough for us to have this um, this season. So right. Um, um, I got two because I, I literally just now thought of one, but uh, I was going to use that the Rangers are currently up 3-2 to two on the A's, who the A's uh, are leading the West. But uh, I don't know how long this is going to last right now. Dude, um, so I'm going to take what I can get. Um, and then secondly, um, it was Kobe Bryant's birthday yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, yeah, the Dodgers. I thought it, I, I, I just I th- I love seeing all the love from the love from love uh, from people posting media and f- uh, remembering them. And the Dodgers all wore uh, number eight or twenty four jerseys uh, for pregame uh, before they took the field and everything. And then um, Russ wore a, a Kobe jersey to the game today tonight. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was nice seeing uh, the Kobe love mm-hmm. and re- remembrance out there to the. So yeah, rest in peace, Kobe. There was a, uh, a lineman, I think, uh, for the Philadelphia team, uh, the Eagles, who wore the Lower Marion jersey, uh, Kobe's uh, Lower Marion jersey. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I think it was Los Angeles. I would imagine, I don't see why it'd be anywhere else. But they're going to rename uh, part of a street uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, some Kobe Bryant Lane, Kobe Bryant Boulevard, whatever it is. Um, but they're renaming oh, wow. a street after him. Okay. I thought that was cool too. Very cool. All right, well, let's get out of here. Uh, that was it for part one. Don't forget about our email if you want to contribute to the show in any way. Uh, we'll read it. We'll read emails on there. Double A Sports Show at gmail.com. I'm not going to spell that out. Um, you you can figure it out, and I'll 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 put it in the in the notes. But we also go contribute you. on our in our Patreon. Yes, we believe in you. Uh, go contribute on our on our Patreon as well. If you if you find if you feel that the show has value, please continue to uh, contribute on that level. Uh, we got different tiers for you to contribute, um, and just continue to be good out there. Um, wear your mask, please, for the love of all that is good in this in this world. At least for right now, wear your mask. Um, and yeah, don't drink and drive. Don't section drive. As always, guys. For the time being, wear a mask. Live up to your own. Uh, live up to your word. Carry your own weight. Watch out for your friends, and we will see you guys later this week. Peace. Later.